You're listening to the Coach and Joe podcast, conversations on friendship with God. Welcome to the Coach and Joe podcast, and today I'm with Brian Schwartz, Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker back in the day, one of my brothers, and I don't say that lightly. I think me and you talk almost every day, and uh, last last podcast was really your journey to Jesus. It's a great story, and now I want to go part two. Uh, I want to hear the story. I'm not. I can't. I'm not really sure all the details. How in the world did you go from a lost South Dakota kid full of anger, rage, depression, suicidal thoughts? You get born again, but now I meet you in San Francisco, California, five years ago, and me and you are there not to go to the wharf and eat oysters. We're there to go to the premiere of one of our buddies' film, let's be honest, the film's not really mainstream, normal stuff. It it has got a lot of supernatural in it. Mm-hmm. So my story's different from you in many ways, but also very similar. So I uh, I grew up a cessationist. So you didn't you didn't know anything. Mm. You thought Jesus was a Lutheran, not Jewish. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> that's a great part of the last <laughs> podcast. That's right. <laughs> I just figured I Jesus came uh, because God made him. The Father made him. But none of them really like me, and if I looked at anything wrong, can a beer set a cuss where I was going to hell my entire life for 18 years? I, I, I prayed the sinner's prayer more than anyone you've ever met. I remember <laughs> after having an encounter with the Lord, some guy coming through our church, and I was like, you know, you never know. I, I stood up. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so uh, I, I was a cessationist, and so what do I mean by cessationism? It's just someone that does not believe in the gifts of the spirit or the supernatural. So here me and you are, we are in San Francisco and I, I got to know your story, but somehow you went from that kid at the Bible study that gets born again and you become a pastor in Boulder, Colorado and all heaven begins to break loose. So here, here's my question. How did you go from that Bible study with Brunel to when gold dust is manifesting on you and the winds are blowing and the angelic is meant, what happened? <laughs> I go back to that, that prayer. Uh, my prayer was Lord, this better be real. And I, I just believe his, his faithfulness to that, just the answer to that, you know, first uh, John five says, when you ask according to his will, uh, you have what you ask for. And I, I believe it's his will to make this thing real. Like, I, I, I think about Jesus walking along that at different times, encountering people, talking about this kingdom, encountering lepers and giving them some futuristic, if you just pray a little prayer, I'm going to let you escape from this earthly realm. Right. And, and not do something about their leprosy. And so for me, when I walked out of that Bible study, two days later, we had our first baby. Okay, hang on. What year was was this? That 96? was in ninety six. Right, Brianna's born in ninety six. Bryn, yeah, Bryn was born in ninety six. So we got born again May thirteenth. She gets born on May fifteenth. Interesting. And, and so start the process of this thing becoming very, very real. All right. Well, calendar wise, because what I hear you saying is God honored your faith eighteen times in the New Testament. Let it be done to you as you have believed. You're with the fellow from 
text us, the evangelist, and you said, listen, I just want this to be real. How long was it post-conversion to where you started doing what I started doing? Like, what, 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 what's going on here? Like, for me, I saw blind eyes open, and I became a, a pit bull in the spirit of, mm-hmm. well, what else do I not know? I prayed for a blind lady. God healed her on the spot. I about dooted right into my britches. And then I'm really like, well, what else do I not know? When was your first uh, Diane, we need to talk moment? It was about three weeks later, honestly. We were in Austin, Texas at a conference. We had gone to a conference as evangelists is holding for a bunch of athletes. And uh, we knew nothing. I, You're I, three weeks into being born again? Three weeks. Um, I got water baptized the day after I, I went over the next day on the, on the 14th, got water baptized in Brunel's pool. Uh, didn't understand anything the guy said, but I knew I was supposed to. <laughs> felt different coming. All I can tell you is I felt different coming out of the water. Proceeded with my normal life. Three weeks later, we get invited to a conference. Brunel invites us. We show up. Everybody in that room is lifting their hands, swaying to music. And I'm sitting in the back looking at Diane go, oh, my Lord. Uh, there was a guy up there that was this red-haired prophet. I didn't even know what a prophet was. He's prophesying over people. People are getting hit by the spirit, you know, and I'm sitting in the back going, Diane, this is a cult. What did we do? What did, what just happened? How did we go from that? And, and as, so we, we started in the back, no hands raised. She had a newborn baby. So she had a built in excuse to be able to get out of the meetings. (laughs) So I'm stuck in there. And what happened the second night, this red haired prophet points his finger I don't know this story. You've never told me this. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Jim LaFoon. What does he say? He points to Diane and I and goes, you guys come up here. We had our baby. She had, we had Bryn in her arms and this guy brings us up and we're standing in front of this whole room and he begins to read my mail. Yeah. I mean, he's saying stuff that Diane didn't know. And and we rec- they recorded a little cassette tape. I know people listening probably don't don't even know what those things yep. are, but I remember having my little Walkman. Man, went back and I listened to that thing five six times. What did he in, say? Do you remember? A uh, lot of stuff dealing with uh, just it was with my past. It was a real word of knowledge. Like a lot of it was word of knowledge stuff. Just hurt, pain, stuff I'd never given voice to. Were you in shock? I was, and and even then he had talked about church planting. Now, Matt, dude, I'm three weeks old in the Lord, and I got this red-haired, weird prophet guy telling me I'm going to be a church planter, and I don't even know what church planting is. I don't even. So, but he rang your bell with words with, about with it. words and knowledge about my past, like stuff that nobody knew, and so <laughs> so I'm I'm a mess. She's a mess. He read her mails well and prophesied over our daughter, Bryn, which some of that stuff's coming to pass, just the unique nature that she carries and uh, her dancing and all this stuff. And so, you know, I'm so desperate now. Honestly, it triggered something in me that, that I now can call it hunger. It triggered this thing in me that was going, he's not only real, but he knows me. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I want to stop here. Just flow with the Spirit. So this podcast is only for one reason. It's to help people walk in friendship with God. That's it. Bridgeway helps people walk in friendship with God. Our one word is friendship. I've written two books on friendship with God, Signs, Wonders, and a Baptist Preacher, and Mama Jane's Secret. Here is the unspoken, undervalued aspect of the prophetic. 
What the prophetic tends to do, Brian, is create a pit bull in people in a mm-hmm. good way. Yeah. I have seen this thousands of times where people get their bell rung with the word of knowledge. You re- What's it say in 1 Corinthians 14? If you, pr- if you pray in the Spirit, people don't know what's going on, but when prophecy shows up, they say God is in our midst. Exactly. That's how Paul says it. This, this is why, because you know how me and you are. I mean, yeah. staff meeting went three hours long yesterday because there was so much prophetic going on. My passion for the prophetic comes because all it does is continue to increase my hunger. Yes. Here's what I heard you say so far. You chose to go to the Bible study. You got there. You got born again. You went up to the guy, the preacher, after, and, and you said, I want prayer. You went to Austin, Texas. Was it Austin you said? Austin, three-week-old baby against pediatrician's orders. And uh, a three-week-old baby on a plane flying from Jack. We we just, that's where we were at. So here's what happens. Here's And here's what the, the Father's showing me right now. Your hunger, so three things happen. Well, you got baptized, so four. Four things happen before you got uh, prophesied over by the red hair prophet, which I think, which I think is amazing. <laughs> um, hunger, 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 hunger. And then you get landed on by God, and guess what your reward is? Hunger. Absolutely. It set off a chain reaction that I'm an all-or-nothing guy. Okay, so when that word was not only confirmed but but settled in and the realization that, oh, my, that, that this God that I now claim to serve is not only real, he knows everything about me. It opened up this thing in my life of not just hunger, but expectancy. Like I woke up the next day, I went from that back row, went up, if there must be something in the front row, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because I was seeing people, I went from judging them. This is how supernatural I think the prophetic is when you encounter that friendship and that love. I went from looking at on the outside, judging people that are getting their groove on with God to now being a part of it, you know, and fast forward. Now that next day, there's a sign baptism and Holy spirit teaching three o'clock in room, such and such. Diane hasn't been baptized in water. So I'm like, we need to get you back. I'm thinking it's baptism in water. I have no, I don't know what baptism, Holy spirit. All I saw was baptism. Let's get you over there. We need to get you baptized in water. We show up, and there's this guy going through the book of Acts, shotgun style, Acts 10, Acts 8, all these different passages. you feel like you were on fire when he was going through When that? he was going through it, and he be, he would stop at times and go, Acts 1, about the power to be a witness and, and the power to overcome sin and the you know all this power language. And you from, loved it. Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting there like a, a, a just lapping it up like a hungry dog, just going, yes. I need this, whatever this thing is, and... And I, I don't even remember hearing as much as just receiving. I remember just in my heart going, kind of like when I got born again, it was it was this thing inside of me that was already there. I, I don't, You know how it is when you, you hear certain things or read certain books, and it's like it's articulating everything that's already written inside of you. Yes. And that's what was happening. I, I knew I was, I've always been radical. I've always had this hunger to, like, be the best and conquer and do all this stuff. And I'm so grateful that God doesn't turn that off. He He yeah. amped it up. Yeah, absolutely. And it was through the the prophetic was a huge part of that. And then then he gets done and he goes, if you want this power, 
come up here and receive. Man, there was no hesitation. I got I busted up. I didn't know if Diane was coming or not. I I drug we we went up there. We all stood in this circle, and this dude starts saying, telling us what to do. You know, all you need is hung like all you need to be hungry and thirsty. All who are hungry and thirsty, yep. they will be filled. Goes through all this stuff. We start crying out. I feel something tangibly. What'd you feel? I felt just, I felt heat, yep. electricity. This is 21 days after being born again. And no, no like theology. I have no other than a guy rattling through in 30 minutes a bunch of scripture that I didn't understand anyway. Hunger's under, it's underrated, Brian. It's underrated. I, I mean, me and you, I, I've been asking this question. I actually don't know. I, I can't figure out the answer. Maybe there is no answer, but other than it's from God. Why do me and you text almost every day? My, my wife laughs sometimes. Me and you are hungrier now than ever before in our life. We are, you'll, you'll read a passage. I'll read yeah. a passage. Where does hunger come from? <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I, I'm not kidding you. I, I had it in me. Like honestly, I use my hunger in a lot of different directions before I met Jesus. It's in everybody. It's just a matter of what's filling your hunger. And for me, when you get so full of the world, I was so full of power and money and all this other stuff that that I was sick. And and so for me now, that same hunger is developed. I think God also triggers it. I mean, when I encountered the word, like when the word, the living word does something, there's something when that word is released and it hits you, there's eternity inside of us. And I feel like there's a, a well that gets, sometimes it gets just stirred up, yeah. you know, and then Did you feel stirred to go to the conference in Austin. Y- yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think, I think personally when the promptings there, you better act on it. Because the hunger increases and increases Absolutely. and increases. And then it's like five, six, seven times of ignoring the prompting. It's like apathy sets in. I think apathy is the curse of the church in the West. For sure. I'm more hungry right now than I've ever been in my life. I don't wake up thinking about being a pastor. I, I don't, I don't, people don't even call me pastor. Just call me chat. I yeah. wake up thinking about, I'm still amazed that the God of the universe wants to know me. I can hear him. Yesterday at staff meeting, that thing could have gone until 10 p.m. Absolutely. I am, I am amazed that we can hear God, connect with him. And there's something, there's something about his prompting that ignites us. And yes. when you act on it, all it does is like compound interest. It yes. just keeps increasing and keeps increasing. Well, and then when you act on it, it usually results in flowing out of you. And that's what I see. When I'm hungriest is when I've given away what I've been given. You know, and that, I woke that's, up this morning after serving with you yesterday and ministering yesterday. I woke up this morning, uh, like wanting wanting to bite something. It's like where is is the Father showed me Isaiah forty thirty one this morning. Those who wait upon the Lord, that word wait there is really serving Him. Mm-hmm. Those who wait upon the Lord, He shall renew their strength. I woke up this morning hungrier than I was yesterday, and I'm convinced it's because I gave away yesterday. I, I agree completely, and and I know b- that baptism experience. Once we got filled, it it, it wasn't an ins- nobody had to instruct me. I, something got activated in me that just wanted to reach people. I'm not exaggerating. When on the plane ride home, I'm ministering 
three weeks into being born and again. I don't have a clue what I'm ministering except my testimony. I'm talking to Stuart, the flight attendants. I'm talking to people around me. And you haven't stopped. Yeah, exactly. I go back to the, my same workout, same teammates. It, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like, uh, remember in Luke 5 when Jesus encounters uh, Peter in the boat. Same, same lake, same nets, same... Yeah. Same everything, but yep. but something had gone on inside that was really, really deep that got uncorked. And I think people are just waiting to be uncorked. Uh, they've been, they've, you know, they've been trained into limit limitations, yep. and the prophetic removed the limits. Honestly, it yep. that one word of just knowing God knows me and knowing what I know now about uh, know now about how He's written this book over our lives. When you encounter that and you start going, wait a minute, I'm actually living out someone that's, he's written something over me and I've got a chance to live this out. It, it changed everything well, for me. That's funny because you don't know where we're going next podcast. We'll, we'll end this here. I, wanna, I want to uh, speak a blessing of activation and hunger. In the name of Jesus, if yeah. you're listening to me, I pray that you become so hungry that you get bored with this world. May you have an insatiable appetite to devour his written word and to grow in the prophetic. May 1 Corinthians 14.1 both inspire you and haunt you. Pursue love. Eagerly desire all the gifts, especially that you may prophesy. You've been listening to Coach and Joe. For more information and additional content, please visit bridgewaynetwork.org.